0: I'm going to bring this off. Good morning, everybody. God's love here with your daily bread. It should be beautiful. My friend came over and decorated my apartment for Christmas. And she decorated my board as well. And I like having the Christmas thing, so I'm trying to make sure it comes down and it's in. It's in. I like the Christmassy part of it. I want it over here but it's not working very well. So I'll just have to be satisfied with that. Um we'll do this. That's not working. I'm a terrible drawer you guys. I loved art because I could express myself, but I was never artistic in the way of drawing. God's Daily. (laughs) I obviously can't spell today. Why did I... With me along lifting the leg alone, send me free. Oh Lord, send me free. There we go. Then I can have my pretty Christmas stuff here. so my friend Gina came over and she decorated my home you guys I don't even know if I can show you by camera she put up stockings I cannot mess up my microphone here she put up stockings she put up lights like my door has bells She that's all decorated over there she came over and just decorated my home I got a nativity set in the window over there there's a nativity set my favorite she decorated this part over here too I mean I don't ever have this much stuff in my home she also decorated above my door in there like my house is Christmassy it's so beautiful like my friend came over and surprised me she's been planning it for two days with my kids to surprise me good morning my friend surprised me yesterday I've had A year of rebuilding myself because I lost everything I went to jail last year for a relapse in my um when I was drinking and I lost everything so this year I've been rebuilding myself financially physically emotionally everything spiritually especially with God I've been rebuilding myself and I only make like eight hundred and fifty a month right now Like, I'm barely making it. So we couldn't afford a tree and we couldn't afford decorations. And my kids were fine with that. But my friend wasn't. And yesterday, her and my kids just decorated the entire home. And it was so beautiful to come home and, like, feel Christmas within the home. I realized, like, wow. Like, it would have been okay. But it just, like, having somebody like that in your life it really just humbled me even more because i was already grateful for what i had you know my children in the home and a home to have but for my friend to do something like that like she just she really just opened a part of me that just it was beautiful i cried i cried because i i have there's a lot of people in my life but she just it it's beautiful to have friends like that So I'm really grateful. She even came and decorated my board. She's like one of the few people like I know can come into my home and I'm not too worried because she knows everything I have. Like she knows the depths of my soul and it's so good. Like even for you, Julia, it's important that we allow people to get that close to us. It's took a long time for me to, to have a friend like that, that I know isn't in it for selfish gain, or, you know, is going to drag me down or bring me into something terrible when I myself am weak, and she lifts me up in my journey with God. Like the Nativity said, she's in a different belief of spiritualism, and her relationship with God is different, and that's okay, but she knows how close I am with God, And so she made sure to get me a nativity set with with Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus and the three wise men. And it's in my window. It's so beautiful. Like she knows that about me. And it's beautiful that she feeds that part of me. We all need people like that in our life that feed that part of us. So I'm just very, very grateful today as I woke up seeing Christmas around me, seeing God's love around me because ultimately her doing that was her following her heart and when she follows her heart when we follow our heart and we do these unconditional loving things that's God within us loving other people as Jesus commanded she may not believe in the Bible like I do but she's her soul is is doing what God is commanding it to do and she is loving others as jesus loved others it's so beautiful to see god's love around me it's so beautiful and that is how god's love works through people it's beautiful and a lot of people who don't go to church and a lot of people who don't um you know they don't believe in the bible people fear the bible people fear the bible because it's been wrongly preached I've been wrongly preached to. I, the Bible has been used as a punishing tool to put fear and intimidation in people and and make them easier to handle, like the Pharisees did. The Pharisees—it's it, a Pharisee mindset in today's age. A lot of people will look at it today as a narcissist. That's the word uh, that connects with the Pharisee. The biblical Pharisees are today's narcissists. And so, um, where was I going? Where was i going with that wow where was i going with that oh using it for selfish gain so many people fear the bible they fear church they fear christians because they've seen fake christianity around them it is true there are christians who go to church and they sit and they just like you're not good enough or you they there are some that do that but i've been very fortunate not to have been part of churches like that as an adult now as a child i watched it i watched i sat at the table of the fakest of fake christians and they did nothing um they were watching abuse go on in, in a home and they sat there and they they reeled it in and they kept it within the family unit but they praised god at um, every family meal. It was, it turned me off of Christianity. Um, but there's a lot of people who don't believe in church, don't believe in the Bible, yet their soul submits to what God, cause God owns our soul. And a lot of people are submitting to where God is driving that soul. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to believe in God. You could be a Muslim. And as long as you're submitting to where your heart is going, where your heart is driving you, you are submitting to the God, the same God we all pray to. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, So I don't reject anybody in the religion either. I know a lot of Muslims who come on my page and they're like, but I'm a Muslim. I don't believe in your God. But that's the beautiful thing. Our relationship with God is very uniquely different. So the muslim who has his own relationship with god and he's following his heart and he's living a good life and he's being good and doing good in the world and he's loving like jesus he's still submitting to god he's just submitting to the god in his own relationship it's such a beautiful thing beautiful beautiful so i'm full of gratitude today and i'm so excited i'm excited for my children you guys the greatest thing is my children get to have christmas i look at it and i realize they would have been okay without but would I have been, I'd, I would have been, you know, my friend made sure I didn't have that guilty regret in my mind. So thank you, Gina. I know you're not going to watch this, but I love you. And I'm going to see you later. She left me a note too. She's always leaving me beautiful notes, you guys. Um, and the thing about handwritten notes, you guys, I'm going to tell you something. When somebody goes out of their way to write you a handwritten note this is this is the second one i've gotten this year from her and i keep them close to me they're they're important when they write it out by hand it's because they're doing it with love they're they're putting love within the paper i heard this guy once ask a father do you keep all the cards your children gives you and the father goes yes of course they're important to me he goes exactly think about it when a child writes something out it's because there's something about putting the pen to the paper there's something about that that puts our love within those words just like me writing this out every day there's something about me getting to write this out every day i'm putting my love i'm loving what i'm doing i'm giving my love to god is what i'm doing Mm, my heart isn't good when i do these things i'm pouring my love into god and his word and he's pouring his love through me to you so it's a beautiful thing so you guys we're going to recap from yesterday yesterday was friday yesterday we were talking about God's love brought Joseph and his father Jacob together, right? So Jacob submitted to coming back to Egypt to see his son, Joseph. And they came back. The Pharaoh sent, you know, sent chariots and carts to haul the women and the children. They came back, all of them. There were um, 66 people that came to live with Joseph um that came from the body of Jacob so um they ended up being there they ended up settling in Goshen and that's where they were going to live for the next at least five years until the famine was over which was beautiful and Joseph got to see his father and Jacob said I can finally die in peace I can die with peace in my heart and a lot of times nowadays we miss out on that you guys when we have grandparents or family or friends and they didn't get to see you one final time you know there's there's a wrestling in the soul there's a lack of peace i know i've felt it i felt the lack of peace from the family members that i didn't get to say goodbye to until just recently because there is life after this life you guys there is eternal life and those souls will come seeking foreclosure Um, in the afterlife, they will come seeking from you that peace and, and like peace and that let go the, in the afterlife, the soul needs you to let them go so they could move forward within their afterlife. This is a true thing. If they died, so it was my great grandma, Laura, you know, she died and I wasn't there. I never got to say goodbye. It twisted my soul. I was restless. I wasn't at peace. My flesh was trying to move forward and my soul was like, Christine, you didn't even let go. But there was a time when God brought forward an opportunity to me to put that at rest. He will if you allow it. It's true, he will. And my heart was open in the moment. And I was able to come to terms with that, and other family members. It, it, I was able to find peace and let go of them so that they could move forward. It's just the same with the life here today. Say you're in a relationship with somebody and it no longer works and you must let go of each other. Many times the people are hanging on with these emotions and feelings when truly you have to let them go internally. You have to find it within your heart to let them go. Otherwise, they themselves spiritually—you are hanging on to a spiritual tie, a soul tie. You are hanging on to them, and they cannot move forward within their life. Oh, I didn't even put my stuff on. What the, what the, what is going on, Christine? How could what is going on? I totally missed what I was supposed to do this morning. So, a soul tie—you know—if you haven't let that person go, and 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 are going to be happy for their whatever. Happy for them to move forward, then you are hanging on to them spiritually and they can't. There will always be this twinge there, thinking you haven't truly let them go. I have learned with every person in my life, I've had to let them go so that they could move forward, even if they never apologize for their end. And that's going to happen, you guys. There are some things, there are some, you know relationships there are some family relationships some personal relationships where they're not going to apologize for their end even if you do because there are two sides to every story you guys remember that there are two sides to every story that's better now i feel better okay but when you let you have to learn to let go of people for them for that soul tie to end for them to move forward and be happy, and for you yourself to have that peace. You've let it go. It's gone. That soul tie is gone. You you have closed that door. It's the feeling of this, because I have just went through this recently. It's the feeling of reflecting back and you don't have an ache. You go, you know what? I did the very best. I made some wrongs. I apologize for those wrongs. I did the best I could to make this work talking like a relationship I did my very best to make it work and you know what we it didn't and that's I did my best so I have to let it go and let things be what they are and you find peace in that you realize I did my best and it's all right that things didn't work out and that's the closure you find it's such a beautiful thing you guys such a beautiful thing So that's what Jacob was able to have with Joseph, you guys, is what I'm getting at. It became a big, long explanation because I've experienced both. I've experienced that in a relationship and I've experienced that with the death of my family members. I can't quit looking at my Christmas stuff, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring this closer. So... Now, Jacob has peace to die. There it is. We're in chapter 47, you guys. Then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and herds and all their possessions have come from the land of Canaan. And indeed, they are in the land of Goshen." He took five men from among his brothers and presented them to the pharaoh then the pharaoh said to his brothers what is your occupation and they said to the pharaoh your servants are shepherds both we and our fathers and they said to the pharaoh we have come to dwell in the land because your servants have no pasture for their flock for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. now therefore please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen." then the sparrow spoke the pharaoh the sparrow Wow. Wow, Christine. Get it together. Can't read today. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know what was on my mind. Then the Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herds. Herdsmen among my livestock. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and sent him before the Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are one hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days and the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Not attained. Not attained. Not attained. I got to find that biblical meaning, you guys. Biblical meaning of attained. I want to know how it fits in that sentence. Okay. So it's the same as what an American dictionary would say. Um which means to reach and they have not reached to the days and the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their pilgrimage because back in the day you guys they were living a long time okay um jacob's ancestors were living much longer hundreds of years if I recall, it was like 600, 800 years. So he is right. His years have not reached the years of his ancestors. And his days did not have many evil days. He was a good man. Jacob lived a good life. So he was correct in what he was saying to the Pharaoh. So Jacob blessed the Pharaoh and went out from before the Pharaoh. And Joseph situated his father and his brothers and gave them possession of the land of Egypt in the best of the land. In the land of Ram- Ramesses, as pharaoh had commanded then joseph provided his fathers his brothers and all of his father's household with bread according to the number in their families now this was the famine they had to ration out things so according to their family they received their ration of bread how beautiful then joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of egypt in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought and joseph brought the money into pharaoh's house so when the money Failed in the land of Egypt, in the land of Canaan. All the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in your presence? For the money has failed. Then Joseph said, Give me your livestock, and I will give you bread for your livestock, if the money is gone. Um so they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses, the flocks, the cattle of the cattle of the herds and for the donkeys thus he fed them with bread in exchange for all their livestock that year when that year had ended they came to him the next year and said we did not hide from any our from my lord that our money is gone my lord also has herds of our livestock there is nothing left in the sight of my lord but our bodies and our lands why should we die before your eyes both we and our land buy us in our land for bread And we and our land will be servants of the Pharaoh. Give us seed and we may live not die and the land may not be desolate. Then Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh for every man of the Egyptians sold his field. And because of the famine was severe upon them, so the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, he moved them into the cities from one end of the borders of egypt to the other only the land of the priest he did not buy for the priest had rations allotted to them by the pharaoh and they ate their rations which pharaoh gave them therefore they did not sell their lands then joseph said to the people i indeed have bought you and your land this day for the pharaoh look here is seed for you and you shall sow the land and it shall come to pass in the harvest you shall give one fifth to pharaoh four fish shall be your own as a seed for the field and for your food for those of your household and for food for your little ones so they said you have saved our lives let us find favor in the sight of my lord and we will be pharaoh's servants and Joseph made it a law under the land of Egypt to this day that Pharaoh should have one fifth except for the land of the priests only which did not become Pharaoh's so Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly and Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years you guys he lived 17 years beyond the years he already lived how beautiful so the length of jacob's life was 147 years then the time time drew near that israel jacob must die and he called his son joseph and said to him now i have found favor in your sight please put your hand on my thigh and deal kindly and truly with me please do not bury me in egypt But let me lie with my fathers. You shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. And he said, I will do as you have said. Then he said, Swear to me. And he swore to him. So Israel bowed himself on the head of the bed. Because back then, you guys, that's how it was done with Jacob. If you recall back in the day when he was crossing over the river and he was terrified he was going to run from esau and he he got into that that wrestle with the man that was god and israel and jacob overcame that man but he demanded because he knew god resided in the man he said you bless me and he did bless jacob and you know what else he did he popped the socket right out of his hip bone that's what the that's what the man of god did but that's how it was done with Jacob's tribe you guys we are seeing the beginning of something interesting right here as I was reading did you notice my voice changed I changed I caught it I caught I caught something between the lines I love the details I'm all about the details wow God has trained me up to be about the details in the Bible. Very much so. I rely on him to show me these details. Okay. Okay, here it is. When that year had ended, this is in 18, chapter 8, or verse 18. When that year had ended, they came to Joseph in the next year, and they said to him, we will not hide from our Lord. Our money is gone. My Lord also has a hurt excuse me of livestock there is nothing left in sight of the lord but our bodies and our lands why should we die before your eyes both we and our land buy us and our land for bread and we and our land will be servants of the pharaoh give us seed and we may live and not die and the land may not be desolate are you guys catching it how many know what's ahead in the Bible? The 12, tribe of Isra- the 12 tribes of Israel do grow. They grow great in the land of Egypt. But guess what else? They were enslaved for 400 years. And we just found out exactly when and how it came to be that the 12 tribes of Israel became enslaved. They chose. They chose to become enslaved, you guys. It doesn't make it right what the Pharaoh did to them. But I'm going to point this out right here and now. Because many, even nowadays, you guys, and I'm going to touch on something that really hurts society nowadays, but the truth is the truth. We still, they want to go, but... Egypt enslaved us. They enslaved themselves. It says it right here in black. In the Holy Word, God's word. Israel sold themselves into slavery. They said it with those words. Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants of the Pharaoh. It says it. They chose to be enslaved. They chose the 12 tribes of Israel. They chose to be enslaved. Now, I'm not saying that was the wrong choice. But moving forward, when they complain about their slavery, they chose. Which brings me to the topic. No. I can't talk. I can't talk about that. You want me to talk about that? I don't I'm going to bring up a history thing. For many people that might twinge the soul. When you read into black history, the first black slaves in America chose to be indented slaves. They chose. They were indented. To be an indented slave, you sold yourself. You made the choice to become a slave because you wanted something in return. And I believe the reason they chose to be slaves, we're talking 1621. The first slaves were in Virginia, because we're going to correlate this We're going to join this in with the 12 tribes of Israel. In 1621, the first slaves came over to Virginia. They were indented slaves. These indented slaves, they wanted to come over to America. It's in the history. If you really go searching, it's in the history. The first African slaves chose to be slaves. Okay? They chose. They chose to be slaves because they wanted to come to America because they thought it would be a better life than where they lived. That's probably why they chose. I'm speculating there. But they chose. They were indented. It's in the facts. If you Google it, Google it. That's where slavery started. It wasn't white people going over first and kidnapping people. That's not how it worked. African Americans chose to become slaves. Now, that doesn't make the behavior of a slave owner right. They have to bear that responsibility. But when you choose to sell yourself into slavery, you chose. Just like it says here. Buy us in our land for bread and we will be your servants of the Pharaoh. That was the same thing. It worked in 1621. And so many people became in an uproar over this this year, this slavery thing. Look, you know, we're, we're... We're suppressing the black people again and again. And look at what white people did. No, no. African-Americans sold themselves into slavery. They put their foot forward to open that door. Now, like I said, it doesn't make it right what happened. The pillaging, the plundering, the raping, you know, the way slavery was handled. That doesn't make it right. It does get abused, but you chose. Now you have to live with the consequences of your choices. This is how God disciplines you guys. This is how God disciplines people. You make a choice. You live with the consequence. And if it's a choice that is you not having faith in God, you're going to go through some rough times. You're going to feel the grind as Israel did for 400 years. They grinded literally every day slavery was tough this is why we don't sell ourselves for less than what we deserve god would have made a way god always makes a way oh and there it is that is the point god is driving home with me today Don't sell yourself for less than what you deserve. That's what God's, that is the lesson for today. Don't sell yourself for less than what you deserve. I knew there was a point God was trying to get here. Because I myself have done that. I've sold myself short for 37 years. Well, yeah, 37 years. I've sold myself short. See, I'm journeying right now through... Joseph's journey. I get it. I understand it. God is speaking to the whole world right now. He's talking to you, you. Do you sell yourself short? Do you sell yourself short in your job? With people around you, with friends, with the things you have in your life, are you selling yourself short? I have my friend Gina. I messenger, messaged her yesterday because I have this Christmas party today and she creates home decor. She's wonderful at it. She does it from scratch. I don't know how she does it. She's so crafty. I couldn't craft something if it dropped out of the sky and was put together. I couldn't do it. I'm just not, that that part of me doesn't click very well. I'm more of the thinking like this, this is my flow. This is my jive. This is my PB and J. But her, she's very crafty. She's good. I mean, she came in my house and made it look pretty. I couldn't do that. My house was very plain and simple. I came in and I was like, oh my God, like, it's beautiful. It looks like a woman has touched my home. Oh man, I'm missing feminine energy. (laughs) God's teaching me a lot of stuff. I'm going to start crying. So you guys, wow, that just hit home for me. My friend showed me I'm missing... My feminine touch. I'm a very plain Jane person. I'm very vanilla. But you guys, Israel sold themselves short. They sold themselves as slaves. They were worth more than that. Do you do that? Why do we do that? My friend did that. I was asking her to create, I wanted to buy a gift from her but I'd rather just give her the cash. She's got a booth. And I was like, you know, I'll just give you the cash, but I just want something from your booth because I don't want the generic Walmart stuff. And so she did something, she made something. She goes, I don't know if it'll be that good. And I'm like, Gina, it's gonna be better than Walmart. Why wouldn't it be good? Like she was selling herself short, but I myself sell myself short. Women, we sell ourselves short to men. That's where God's kind of showing me. We deserve so much more in this world that we're not, you know, standing up and demanding. Wow, God just knows how to drive a point home within me. How is that touching up on you? Is it starting to click within you? How are you seeing yourself as the Israels? the african americans they sold themselves short as slaves maybe they didn't understand the the severity of selling themselves as slaves but they sold themselves as slaves anyway and god is showing us through the bible and he's showing us you guys this is why it's a guide He's showing us what happens when you sell yourself short. History repeats itself. Oh, I need to find there was somebody on my Facebook. He asked why we need to learn about history. And now I need to find him to tell him this is why we, this is why we learn history. You guys, we learn from history. Just as it's showing us now when Israel sold itself short, guess what? They lived in misery for 400 years when the African-Americans sold themselves short. Look what happened to their culture. They're still trying to come out of it, of their own choice. What happens when you sell yourself short? I know what happens when I sell myself short. I become miserable, I'm void. I have this void within me, I'm empty. I feel suffocated. I feel like my throat's being squeezed to shut up and put up. It's it's empty. I'm empty. That's what happens when I sell myself short. So that's the challenge of the day. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful thing that God brought to my attention. That detail, That that beautiful detail. What a beautiful detail, you guys. Beautiful, beautiful. God's love all over everything. So you have your challenge. not going to recap too much. You went over it, you guys. I want you to really think about that. How are you selling yourself short? How do you see yourself within this story? How Israel sold itself short? How do you see yourself as the African Americans who sold themselves short as slaves? What are you selling yourself short to and becoming a slave to? What are you a slave to? I used to be a slave to my job i used to be a slave in my relationships i was i was a slave in my relationships i did whatever i was supposed to do what i was told to do what they expected of me and i never expected anything back i'm not that way anymore though god has trained me up and out of that behavior out of that mindset it's a mindset you guys being a slave to something is, it's a mindset that you must break within yourself. Nobody can truly keep you as a slave. Not your job, not your family, not a relationship. None of that can really bind you down. You have to find it within your mind. And you have to break that barrier and you have to move forward. Nobody can stop you from doing what you want to do. They cannot. I know because I've taken the steps to come out of my own slavery, my own chosen slavery. I'm no longer a slave. God guides me. I am so free within my life. My job doesn't bind me down. My job lifts me up. My job is moving me towards my future, my children, my family, my friends, everything within my life. And that is what God is showing me this week. There is nothing in my life anymore that holds me back I have finally freed myself of the bondage of my chosen slavery that's the point God is trying to process in me I'm free and what a beautiful thing you guys you can be free too your job if you feel like a slave you're allowing it you're allowing it Now you have to make the choices to come out of that. It's a mental, it's a mental hurdle that you need to overcome. And when you lean on to God, he can bring you through. So you guys, I keep looking outside. It's quite, quite beautiful. I have the verse of the day coming up. So I hope you guys watch that. God bless. It's a beautiful Saturday. Tomorrow's my Sabbath. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Think about that challenge. Really think about it and think about how you want to overcome it. Don't just think about how you are. Think about how you need to overcome that mental slavery that is binding you down. That's that's the real challenge. So you guys have a beautiful weekend and God bless.